Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, y'all heard. heard. Podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. And me, Cassie McPhillips. Are now related, clearly. <laughs> and this is a show uh, where normally two hosts come together like pieces of bread. And we sandwich a delicious topic along with fixins like friendship, banter, and bullshit. It's funny because sometimes pizza's words in and of themselves do not disgust me. But when you mm-hmm. said delicious, I wanted to die. And yeah. I actually got angry for a moment. A delicious topic. <laughs> okay. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Like that Pete was making a heinous face when he said delicious the second time. <laughs> Uh, guys, we have a we have a guest today, Cassie. She's one of our loyal listeners. One of uh, our loyal Cassie. listeners who once considered donating to our Patreon, but then figured, no. I told him. Oh, <laughs> I know. I think I actually heard that on the okay, podcast. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> I thought it was funny. The other day I had renewed interest, and I actually still have the tab open on my phone, your Patreon page because of Marissa's reviews of Euphoria mm-hmm. that I wanted to listen to. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, as that's much it. As... Well, all we want to do is get people to think about doing it. Yeah. Well, you succeeded. Marissa's reviews, I feel like, could be better. Now, Marissa's latest Patreon exclusive of what did I call it? Can I pizza it? <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Can you I... p- can you pizza this? Because yes. I thought it was a playoff of can you picture this. Oh, but no. then I realized, no, it's literally about can you put pizza or can you make pizza out of this? Yeah, guys, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can hear my new show, Patreon exclusive show, Can You Pizza This? And I think that was better than my Marissa reviews. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cassie, you can start us off. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I know our topic today is self-care. I went and got a haircut this weekend. So, uh, kind of on theme. Right. And, uh, I got a white noise machine and I feel like a new person. As you should. I wake up like every 15 minutes. Wait. <laughs> but with the white noise machine, I managed to sleep for hours at a time without waking up from any noise in the house. So that's been life changing. Oh, so you're going the other way and with the white noise machine, you wake up every 15 minutes. So you're a new person because <laughs> you're so out of your mind. And I thought that was interesting, but yeah, thankfully not. Okay. Thankfully not. Pete, you said you don't know how your week was. You know, yeah, I realized it's because it's been very dull. Um, okay. it's a break at work. So there's no students or teachers around. Um, you know what? I don't. I don't want to brag, but I stay on top of my shit, so I don't really have anything to fill the time right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I even did a bunch of like maintenance-related things that you know, like cleaning stuff out and organizing things. And I'm just kind of like, like today, I I wanted to ask you a question, Marissa, about your eye drops, but today, yeah, I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And it was one thirty, and I was like, I'm ready to jump out the window just because this is painful. So, Marissa, those drops that you get. Yeah. How many drops, like literal drops, would you say are in one of those individual packet things that you get? I mean, I've never pushed it to the limit because it says one to two drops, but I would guess like 10. And you don't like pinch it and come back tomorrow? (laughs) What? Like, do I save them overnight? Yeah. No, because then you get like, I almost said toxins. I don't mean toxins contaminants here's the thing i bought it in the bottle yeah and it was 13 dollars. and so every time i use it i'm like oh no i missed my eye that's like 10 cents down the drain <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you're still doing better than i am with my fucking single use which is just obnoxious but yeah but yeah Wait, my eyes are just burning yeah, I suffer from dry eye. I too suffer from dry eye. Oh my eyes. god, we're a dry eye team. Ooh. <laughs> we'll talk about the drafts later. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll we'll debrief. Your week, Marissa, has been Uh I was supposed to come back to Philadelphia from Boston the other day and then a train derailed. Uh not one with <laughs> people, but a freight train. 
And it was both a blessing and a curse. A curse because that train derailed. <laughs> and a blessing because I got to stay an extra day. Uh, but that's scary. The trains derail. Yeah. But, but my week has been fine. Except that I was supposed to get a, to- a tooth today, Pete. I was supposed to get my tooth. And I guess my tooth didn't come in the mail. I don't even understand what the fuck is happening. Like, I don't understand what the process is. Something didn't come your, in the mail. Your tooth is on the second truck convoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the train. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was probably on the freight train. So, yeah, I still am missing a tooth. And, uh, yeah. But my week is, uh, my week is fine. Except Cassie came over a few minutes ago. Yeah, and, that'll blow your week. <laughs> no, I was saying, it was a little embarrassing because, like, you know, it's one thing to have your house dirty, but there was just, like, I had glasses all over the floor, like, like, eyeglasses and they were so close to me and i could have just picked them up <laughs> but like she just came and i was like i don't know there's glasses there just leave them and then she laughed and i was like wow i'm disgusting <laughs> so like a good friend though i, I picked them up for yeah, her yeah thank you, you. Know, i saved her that burden yeah like bending over to get thank them. you you know like in in like rom-coms like the cliche were like oh like the wife goes away from the weekend and the guy just like gets drunk and like eats pizza off the floor. I said that wrong, but you know what I mean? Like the guy's just like, he's like, fuck it. My wife's not here to watch me. I will be gross. That's me when I don't have anyone living with me. So that's my week. Give me an icebreaker. That's that's fun though. (laughs) I kind of do a similar thing. No one's ever with me, so I can I kind of do that all okay, the time. That but that is not true. You have a girlfriend I, and a mother. I have. Uh, I'll tell you what I do have. I have a sink full of dishes right now. That's quite embarrassing. Uh, oh, I bet you and me can go head to head, and I would <laughs> win on who had it. I'm not at the moment, but once my parents said I was disappointing to them. <laughs> <laughs> Because of the state My of mom the just dishes. thinks that, and then she does the dishes for me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think my kid, too. Icebreaker. Okay, so, you ready for an icebreaker? Uh-huh. Marissa, uh, we're coming up on spring. I believe it's, what, I guess when this comes out, 10 days away around there? Yeah, something. And, um... So I've been cleaning out some stuff. I have, <laughs> I have, you know, like those Tupperware slash Rubbermaid bins. Uh-huh. I have bins and bins and bins of full of clothes that don't fit me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I should probably like get rid of them, but also I want to fit in them again. <laughs> oh, so it's your aspirational bin? Aspirational I- bins. Oh, and so, um, anyway, I, I'm like, I have too much shit in this apartment. I need to clean some stuff out. I need to throw some things out. Of course, yeah. everything I picked was a book. But as I was going through books, um, I found this book called 14,000 Things to Be Happy About. Oh. And so I thought, <laughs> I thought I would pick one of them out and then we could talk about if that makes us happy or, or how it makes us feel. Okay. Who gave me this? Greg Kirshner's mom gave this to me. Oh, okay. You know what? That makes it adorable. <laughs> because I guess I wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. If it's someone's mom, that's adorable. If it was like your ex girlfriend, <laughs> I put it. That'd like be that. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to like pick a page, but there are six hundred and twelve pages. Does anybody want to just pick a number? We'll call it you, Cassie. Ooh. Okay. Um. 25. 25. Very, very early in the book. Here we go. I would hope that they would put good stuff early in the book. Same. And save all the shit for the end. Okay, so here are some things on this. Uh, Let me know when you would like to talk. (laughs) Children running in and out of streets. No! Like swallows. No, we're done. We're done. Like swallows in their chaotic evening flight patterns. What is the format? Is this like... Crows? 
Are these poems? What the it's just fuck? a 14,000 item list. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Let me see if I heard yeah, whether or not I get it verbatim. Let me make This sure. might be better. Yeah, let me just make sure. Let me just go through until one of them actually brings a smile to your face, okay? But go no, ahead. I'm not discuss children running in and out of the street like sparrows on the eve of winter's morn. <laughs> I don't like you like it. No, I hate it. Okay, continue. Yachting blazers? God, shut <laughs> up! I don't even know what that means. I kind of... You wouldn't like it. Oh. Sandboxes? I hate all of these things so far. I agree with Marissa. Sandboxes seem dirty. They're so dirty. Chilled orange or tomato juice? I was okay <laughs> until they mentioned tomato. It's fine. Yeah, no. After That's a good point. That's a good point. It's fine. Drink juice. There's a really obvious one coming up. I just want to let you know. Okay. China blue and mushroom colors. I don't know what that means. That just looks like a sequence <laughs> of words. That's China crazy. blue and mushroom colors. Okay. A mushrooms come in a lot of colors. That's yeah. True. Okay. Thumbs down on that. Uh, friendship. Yeah. We'll give that a thumbs up. But I hate this book already <laughs> to a point where like I want to hate everything. But yes, I like friendship. <laughs> All right, let's just go Nothing's through. Nothing's going to bring a smile to my face. I know you can't we'll see, see me because I smiling. turned off my... Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm rage smiling. <laughs> let's go through a few more just to rage you up before we uh, transition into today's topic. Um, going where there's still room? What the fuck? I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 I like that. I like going where there's, quote, still room, because that means that I'm probably, like, near too many people, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm near the, the snack bar. <laughs> Where no one's this is, this one's going to get you, Marissa. This one's okay. going to put a smile on your face. Cassie, I'm going to have to rely on you to tell me if she's smiling or not. I got you. Baked potato jackets. <laughs> Wait. Yep, I yeah. hear it. There's a smile. Yeah. She's laughing. Yeah. Because I didn't imagine it. Like what it is. And here's another one for you. Okay. Biking around campus, which I know is one of your favorite pastimes. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about people on their tiny BMX bikes, but yeah. Making an apple picking ladder. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you can make the Why ladder. wouldn't you just say apple picking? What do you mean? Like making out of twine? What the fuck are you making it out of? That's so... That's like... What? That's, <laughs> what? like making a door to Narnia like what it, it just say the thing not making the thing to the thing Pete I'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> stop this okay well then I'm just gonna leave you with one more because I know okay. you like the first sensory one um yeah. wild roses blush pink and spicily fragrant in the cool of the evening okay. I like a rose I do not consider them spicy and how did that get published? <laughs> How do that, I not have a book? Questions. How do I not have a book? That's a good that's a good question. Yeah. This is called it says this is confusing because it doesn't really list an author. It says fourteen thousand things to be happy about, and then at the bottom it says The Happy Book by Barbara Ann Kipfer. Kipfer? K I P F E R. Okay. Kipfer. If you know what? I think I want to make a list of 20 things to be happy about for our patrons. <laughs> but according to me, I well, think that's going to be my next and thing. And there's some illustrations. Ooh, I mean, oh, I mean, that hat? <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about that. Do you, okay. My question is, did either of you, do any of those truly make <clears throat> either of you happy? I can't repeat any of them because I closed the book. <laughs> oh, it was page 25. I don't know. What? Uh, there was one on there that I read that I, I um, or there was one on the page that I didn't read aloud because there were too many other other goofy ones. But um, what is it? What is it? Making a new bed in the spring. What does that mean? What I think it just means making like putting on new sheets in the spring. Okay. Sounds like you bought a new bed in the spring. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and I'm in the market for one, but I don't know how to get rid of my current mattress. So if anybody has some tips, please let me know. Uh, you usually, wait. Yeah, usually you just bag it up and put it on the curb. Oh, but he he was in an apartment. Do you guys have a dumpster? 
Yeah, there is a mattress outside of the dumpster right now, but I'm pretty sure it's not, you know. No, um, <laughs> what you do is you wait till I come visit you, then we wait till it's late at night, and then we leave it on the street. Or you bring it up to the roof of your apartment building, yeah. and you hang out there. Yeah, we do something that's not... Marissa, would you like to hang out on the top of my building, which is 12th floors high? Um, would I like to hang out on the top of your building? Haven't we hung out at the top yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've even hung out on the top of your building. Oh, no, the top of the building is 12 stories up. You're talking about oh. the top of the building next door. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. I think we thoroughly addressed that none of these things make me happy. Not me personally, us. So let's go to your topic. I can't wait for your segue. Well, you know, sometimes in order to be happy, you have to take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, I thought I would go a little personal. Um... I don't think my uncle knows how to listen to podcasts. So my uncle has had a rough couple of years recently. He had brain surgery. He got a cochlear implant. And just recently he got a knee replacement. Okay. Wow. So, but the thing is, he's been healthy all of his life. So this is kind of like the first time he's experiencing health problems, uh -huh. um, like on a larger level. And uh -huh. prior to this, he's always been a pretty nice charitable guy um he doesn't like go out and volunteer for broad volunteer activities like you know like i'm gonna run a marathon or something like that um which doesn't really count as volunteering but <laughs> yeah. um but he would help anybody out anybody who needs it like he would buy stuff from your kids fundraiser he would help you move stuff um you know but recently he's kind of put he's kind of been in like a, a self-first mindset and um, I think part of it is because he's sort of under this stress. Um, but, you know, I think there are some other things at play as well. <laughs> okay. So I think two big things kind of corresponded with this. First, the pandemic really forced many people to look at ourselves um, because a lot of us were locked inside with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And we had few social pleasures to distract us from dealing with ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. And, you know, some of us, when we kind of met ourselves <laughs> without distractions, realized that we had some, some work to do, and that was even less desirable. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. instead, we turned to self-care. Um, so instead of sort of solving the problems, we would distract ourselves with little frivolities that sort of made us feel better. Um, and the pandemic was, I feel like a peak of this, but it's not exactly the start Yeah. from Mintel, a marketing intelligence company, uh, in 2019, two terms describing consumer behavior made, became dominant themes, burnout and Marissa, I'm going to love this one with you, but I didn't know that this was a term really decision paralysis. <laughs> I've, oh, yeah. I've never heard. Of, I mean, I understand <laughs> the concept, but I've never. Is that like a buzzword? A little buzz. Yeah, I've never heard. It's that. from a marketing company, so of course it's a buzzword. Yeah. Okay. I've heard analysis paralysis. Ah. Very similar to decision paralysis. Yeah, but that makes me more angry. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm angry at everything. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but she laughs a lot. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> As a result, uh, it is not a surprise that in the 2000 that the 2010s are being marked as the decade that self-care went mainstream. In most rhetoric, self-care is discussed through the lens of instant comfort, a face mask at the end of a long day, binge-watching a new show, or staying home instead of going out. These small rewards are valuable and will not soon disappear, but the focus on instant satisfaction has made self-care a placebo for managing burnout instead of a remedy. Mmm... Yeah. Cuz it's like you're satisfied in that moment. Like yeah. shit. If I'm if I want to take care of myself, I'm going to go buy an ice cream cake and eat it. Yeah. But the pounds don't go away. <laughs> and I'm going to drink a lot of wine, but then I have to wake up and deal with the consequences. <laughs> I think uh, a second major contributor to a sort of self-first mindset was manifested and strengthened by the election of 
Donald Trump in 2016. His platform was America first. And if you imagine America was a person, <laughs> he was basically saying, like, me first. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and, and basically his point was, if America's a person, it's time for America to start thinking of itself first, stop help, helping everybody else, and really learn, lean into helping itself. And mm -hmm. we kind of all recognize how that worked out um, for four years. Like, Fantastic. People people made money, but they were also really pissed off. And and, yeah. uh, and they weren't the people that we wanted to make money <laughs> for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also four years of constant exposure to someone who's telling you to put yourself above others is not really great for your mindset. And for those of us who didn't listen when we heard that, on the news or in speeches or whatever, um, that instead created a time of stress and anxiety that required us to take care of ourselves. So perhaps the pandemic was an ironic end to the Trump presidency. Being mm. that one of the things, like one of the, I think, fundamental things behind take, getting the vaccine was not just to protect yourself, but to protect others. So in a book called Give and Take, Why Helping Others Drives Our Success by Dr. Adam Grant, um, he discusses a test that he and his colleague tried in a nearby hospital. He wanted to see if a subtle shift in perspective could motivate people to do the right thing. He posted two signs near soap and gel dispensers all over the hospital. One sign said, hand hygiene prevents you from catching diseases. The other one said, hand hygiene prevents patients from catching diseases. I mean, obviously they care about the one that says keep stops you from getting diseases. Over the next two weeks, a member of each hospital unit covertly counted the number of times. I love that part. I want to be that guy just sitting there like with my pencil. Like. Yeah, what is he like sitting in a stall with one eye in the crack like a fucking creep? A member of each hospital unit covertly counted the number of times that medical professionals washed their hands before and after each contact. Um, I hope that's what my boyfriend does at his job. Like, that stage, <laughs> like, does shit like this. But I'm sorry, continue. Um, over each patient, so they wash their hands after each patient contact, uh, while an independent team measured the amount of soap and gel used from each dispenser. The sign uh, on the left had no effect whatsoever, the one that says prevents you from catching diseases. Uh-huh. The sign on the right, which says prevent um, patients from catching diseases, uh, made a significant difference. Merely, really? uh, merely mentioning patients instead of you led medical professionals to wash their hands 10% more often and use 45% more soap and gel. I'm sorry, but those are medical professionals. If you just did that with the public, it would be the other way around. Like if you did this in a restaurant? <laughs> like, yeah. They employees would, should wash yeah. hands to, to protect themselves from poop. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, if it was, no, nobody cares about it anymore. Medical professionals, I guess, have a responsibility. But they had a responsibility before these signs were put up. Yeah, but... but like, medical professionals are also the same people who you find chain-smoking outside of hospitals mm -hmm. and not giving a fuck about themselves. At least 20 feet away. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, yeah, maybe. But, like, a lot of the people I know in the medical field, I would say, are more nihilists than they are people who would do self-care <laughs> like they just don't give a fuck speaking of yeah the fuck. idea of burnout i could see that yeah yeah gosh that's that's tough because yeah I, I could also see you going like it doesn't matter how many times i wash my hands somebody's gonna end up dead today <laughs> <laughs> The subtle adjustment in messaging helped these doctors and nurses reignite that empathy inside them. It brought to mind the simple act of personal hygiene that wasn't solely personal. It had a direct and measurable consequence on others. So, again, it kind of reminds me of the whole vaccine thing. You know, people were like, I don't want to get the vaccine because I don't know what's in that. And it's like something that's going to protect other people <laughs> and yeah. it's going to protect you. Um I was actually surprised at the selfish people in my life <laughs> who didn't get a vaccine. Um, but, oh, yeah. But um, when a job requires it or something like that, they're kind of like, okay, I guess I'll get it. But that's because it affects me now. It affects my ability to get paid, 
not because I'm helping other people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I said if outside of medical professionals, you like wipe your ass with your hand if you see that sign that says it'll help others. Yeah. You're like, I don't give a shit. And then you wipe it on that sign. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% that would happen. <laughs> Um, so for me, I thought that study kind of encapsulated the difference between self-care and selfish. Mm-hmm. You know that old airplane analogy. If something happens and the masks drop on the plane, you put yourself, you put yours on uh, before you try to put someone else's on. And somebody could see that as selfish, but it's actually self-care because as long as you take care of yourself, you can help other people. But in a recent romantic comedy that premiered on Amazon Prime... Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but starring Jenny Slate and the guy Charlie Day, maybe? That's called I Want You Back. Yeah, I Want You Back. She realized he was, quote unquote, the one because he put her mask on first. Let's all unpack that. Okay. It's weird. I was reading a story that one of my students wrote today, and it reminds me of that because it was kind of like, okay, so your character put themselves at risk and in the end ended up dying because they loved the other character. I don't quite understand. Like, yeah, no. but, um, so Marissa, what is self care? Don't answer. Okay. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it seems like marketing companies are the only place that actually define keywords like this. So this is a stab from ASD market week. Don't ask me what ASD stands for. Simply put, self-care is something that a person does regularly or often that helps them live and sustain a healthy life. They are good habits initiated and carried out by an individual, not by a group of people. Practicing self-care has eight areas of application. Physical, (laughs) physical, psychological, emotional, social, professional, environmental, spiritual, and financial. These I'm eight... sorry. It has, to have, it has to meet all of that criteria? No, 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 no. Oh. But if you work on those eight areas, it makes up a holistic process that each person uses in their own way to help them live a more balanced life. So in other words, self-care is the act of expressing self-love. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to say self-love, a term that I hate just as much. <laughs> but here's here's the question I will let you answer. Is that what – so I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you your opinion, but I can't figure out how to say this sentence without saying think too many times in it. So I'm just going to preface it with I'm asking you your opinion. Is that what other – is that what your run-of-the-mill person thinks that self-care means? Uh, I think – most people think self-care is putting on a face mask and taking it back. That's what I think. What do you think people think? Say, I think it's just like pampering yourself, most people would think. Yeah. It reminds me yeah. of um, Treat Yourself from Parks and Recreation. I don't know what you're talking about. Because- okay. But they just like went out and had like a spa day, sort of. Um, yeah. Perhaps in a biased effort... A look at the self-care hashtag on Instagram shows a diagram of a fertility ear massage, a woman with big boobs at a cigar store, a bathtub, cosmetic efforts like people working on their hair, face, nails, clothes, and a shit ton of quotes. (laughs) Why did you start with the one that's going to stay in my mind the longest? (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it. I really. Thing. Oh, I'm thinking about the fertility ear massage. Did okay, you say that's ear? True. That's, true. that's disgusting. There what are also it? a lot of I quotes. Don't hear anything. You don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ew. Quotes about sobriety, trauma, verbal abuse, strength, knitting, yoga, and for some reason, being a refugee. Okay, oh. can I have one quote? The no, one about yarn? I, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> The one about what now? Yarn. Oh, um, that was uh, somebody who was hosting. Like, I, I don't have a specific. I don't have the. I guess maybe it wasn't a quote, but it was like text. I think that's what I meant to say. Uh, it was somebody who was hosting like a self care workshop on knitting, crocheting, that sort of stuff. Ugh, okay. According to uh, ASD Market Week, 
44% of millennials practice self-care, 57% of baby boomers practice self-care, and 64% of the swing generation practice self-care. What is the swing generation? That's what I was going to ask you, Marissa, since you're a generational expert. Is that the pre-boomers? And that, that that's the greatest generation, isn't it? The swing cohort members swing between younger baby boomers and old, the older World War II generation. Oh, wait, what? Wait, that doesn't even... It should be the other way around. Yeah, I don't understand that. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. How many Gen Zers self-care themselves? Uh, it's, it's too early to tell. <laughs> A thousand um, percent. But, uh, okay, when you say they they self-care, meaning by the criteria, you said? Right. And that's so why I think... another thing that makes me angry, like when you did the Cottagecore episode, I was oh, like... I missed that Hold one. up, oh, you did the Cottagecore episode. <laughs> oh, I did the Cottagecore episode? <laughs> Somebody did the Cottagecore episode. And I was just like, yeah, I'm into all this stuff, but I don't have to, like, name it. But, like, we all do self Care, but we don't have we don't say I'm doing self care now. In a way, it seems surprising. <laughs> <laughs> it seems surprising to me that the percentages went up as people got older, because yeah. you think of that older generation being like, as as you said, the, like the greatest generation, people who kind of like. Oh, gave... I, didn't, I didn't choose to call them the greatest. No, I know, oh. but like part of the reason is because you know of fighting in wars and stuff like that. But like, I think part of it is. That people band together and sacrificed, and I don't know that that necessarily happens these days. So, in a way, it surprised me that more that older people were, the numbers were higher for practicing self care. But then I thought about it, and it's like, well, when you're older, you need to practice self care more, in terms of what this is sort of defining them as, because you need to think about your financial wellness, your environmental wellness, your social wellness, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, your average person, if asked, would totally say millennials do more because they're eating their avocado toast and taking baths. Because, like I said, I don't think anyone defines self-care the way you say self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that it goes up because old people have nothing but fucking time on their hands. Well, yeah, that's true. Somebody, somebody <laughs> has some resentment. Well, no. Okay, listen, the greatest generation ruined, created the baby boomer generation, which is the worst generation. Ever. They're a bunch of selfish fucking wow. people who have ruined the world for us. And now millennials have inherited a shit world. And we don't have time for self-care. The hot take I didn't see coming. Hey, do you have a reaction to that? I mean, I do, but I don't want to get into an argument. <laughs> I always understood that, um, also, that the world was ruined because... Part of the problem with baby boomers is that they didn't want their kids to struggle like they did, and so they gave them too many things uh, without making them work for them. And so now people don't really want to work for anything, and they want to have like cushy jobs where they just kind of fuck off all day. And um, and that's always the way that I kind of understood. Like it's interesting. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying it's interesting to hear that perspective because my thought was always, yeah, baby boomers ru- ruined things, but it's because of coddling in a way and then yeah like the sort of trend i think continued into helicopter parents for gen xers and stuff like that yeah Uh, the other thing is um like baby boomers are the generation and the greatest generation are the generations that made therapy taboo and like they're the like none of them go to therapy it's just like it's taken them until like their retirement age to come around to the idea of therapy um, whereas like millennials had to do all this work of normalizing it, um, millennials and Gen Xers. But I felt like, um, like I think of the eighties, like Wolf on Wall Street, like this kind of like cutthroat, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, American psycho type of mentality where it's like corporate America and baby boomers are like, to me, like, they're linked in a, in a very intricate way and like they shaped everything. Um, but then we got nothing and then we're told we had to go to college and then there's no jobs and then we have no money and it didn't work out. AIDS AIDS and cocaine. What about AIDS and cocaine? Oh, that's (laughs) wait, never mind. I was going to, I was going to say, 
cocaine is the best self-care. That was not serious. <laughs> but I always said, oh, yeah, that's the best self-care. But then I forgot AIDS was also said. I do not think that. I'm not making light of AIDS. So, yeah, now that I spoke that through, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um, you guys can all refer back to our Blake Wexler episode if you want to hear us talk about more uh, more about generations. <laughs> They were gonna say cocaine, and I was like, <laughs> "No, we didn't." That I can recall. So, just in case you um, are trying to figure out the difference, I feel like the difference is pretty obvious. But um, if we go away from the marketing people and we start talking about the counseling people, restorative counseling in Chicago says that self care is about taking care of your own feelings, so you do not project them onto others. That's a good thing. Selfishness is having a me, me, me mentality in which a person consistently only thinks of their own needs and wants with little, if any, consideration for others and their needs. Okay. Self-care is basic to fulfilling your potential, discovering your purpose, and experiencing joy. So evidently I practice no self-care. <laughs> Wait, give me give me something that would be considered self care with this criteria. You know, like I think I think coming from a marketing perspective, it's like uh, um, like what products or services are helping sort of have people take care of themselves. So if you went to a financial advisor, I think that would count as self care because you're thinking about your financial future. But like a really easy one would be uh, like I can't remember if it was related to this or or if it was something completely different. But I read a, a statistic about how coming out of the pandemic, people said that they would rather be at a gym than at a club. And so gyms have started to try to come up with more social activities and ways for people at the gym to socialize with one another Ugh. because that's a place where people would rather meet each other than at a club. God, I hope my gym doesn't do that. <laughs> I hope I need a new gym, but okay. And like, you know psychological emotional stuff spiritual stuff maybe you're so meditating therapy. maybe you're meditating maybe you're ther going to therapy um yeah. i know our old pal kathy took a lot of the pandemic time to you know like she did it before but she would spend more time kind of wandering around in the woods and connecting with nature all that sort of stuff um so yeah i think those are some things that would count as self-care because in kathy going to the woods like, she's not like, I'm going to leave my, by, Kathy doesn't have any kids, but she's not like, I'm going to leave my three-month-old at home all alone so I can get a break, and I'm going to go wander into the woods. That would clearly be a selfish act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So so would my doing magic be self-care? It seems therapeutic for you. Okay. <laughs> Unless you start using it to harm others. <laughs> no, I don't believe in that. While self, the last bullet point that I had was, uh, while self-care allows one to be open and share with others, selfishness often leads to isolation and loneliness, which also makes me think I'm not practicing self-care. No. <laughs> well, the, the, whether or not I am practicing self-care, I hate the term. It makes me so angry because I can't stop thinking of face masks. <laughs> well, here's here's a thing for you, Marissa. The next time you're doing something and you're wondering, is this selfish or is this self-care? Which I will never consider. <laughs> I, will, I do not do that. Well, that okay. sounds very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You can consider these three points. Self-care benefits you and everyone in your life. Mm-hmm. Self-care is done with the intention of caring for yourself, not with the intention to harm or take from others. Mm-hmm. And self-care builds strength. So if what you're doing is going to fit that criteria, then it counts as self-care. Okay. So guys, basically, it's white magic versus black magic. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that is also covered in a previous episode of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um... So, so yeah, I think go self care go to. I ask you both. Sleep. It's, it's probably it's like, does it benefit everyone in my life? Yeah, Wait, because I'm. It needs to benefit everyone. No, no, no. I'm saying. Oh. It benefits me. Does it benefit everyone in my life? And my answer is yes, because 
I am going to be in a better disposition <laughs> when I get sleep. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Kathy? Um, yeah, I was wondering, I had a question first. Um, did you end up finding out like when self care became popularized, like in the, in, you know, just like the general vernacular, like when people started using it, when it became like a, a buzzword? Um, yeah, they, they definitely leaned on the 2010s. Like beforehand, there was, um, self-help right like you would go to the self-help section in a bookstore or something like that um different things to sort of like help yourself recenter your mind refocus yourself on positive things or something like that but in terms of it i think being something that was commodified and you know people could make money off of and it being sort of like a trendy topic i think the 2010s really led into it yeah and it maybe it was because we were resting on our laurels because like, you know, it wasn't really that horrible a time <laughs> mm. compared to, you know. <laughs> Can you say the word that starts with C-O-M-M again? Commodify. I like that you say it that way. <laughs> Wait, how have you said commodify? it? Commodify? You say commodify? Yeah. Aren't you just saying commodify? Oh, commodify. He's really hitting that O. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Just like a hoodlum. You shut your <laughs> fucking mouth. There's no way you say that. Oh, it's not like you said a, a hoodlum, like with a T. So, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's that's actually an L that wears the hood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where my mind went. Okay. How about you, Marissa? Or Cassie? Self-care? Cassie didn't answer. Okay. Um... I guess, like, I just keep thinking about, um, like, how I got introduced to the idea of self-care, and it was when I was in Teach for America, and I heard that whole air mask analogy, and we were talking about it in terms of, like, how um, communities of color, for communities of color, self-care is, like, a radical act of self-love. Um, so it was just, like, not just... It was never, like, really about face masks. It was a lot about just, like, remembering to love yourself, um, do nice things for yourself, care about yourself, all of these things. And, um, like, what you were saying just reminds me, or just makes me think that, like, we put a privilege on being able to have, like, a rich inner life, you know, like, being able to have hobbies and do things that make us happy. And I think that just speaks to this larger issue of like, you know, we live in this capitalist society where we all just have to work all the time mm -hmm. because we have to, because we need to survive um, and things are so shitty. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to have this barrier where it's like, I can't have a rich inner life. Like, I just think that we should think that that is a given and, like, not being able to do that is fucked up. But, um, like, what do I do that makes me happy? I do a lot of things because, you know, that's kind of, like, what I think life is about. Life is very short. So self-care to me is just, it's like... It's so what, long, Cassie. It's so yeah. long. You love it. <laughs> I don't know. Like... I do art, I go hiking, I watch TV, I take a walk. Like, I just do things that make me happy. And I don't know if we really need to commodify it, like you said, and, like, talk about it like self-care, because I feel like that, too, is, like, problematic. But that's my answer. Okay. Yeah, I hate names of anything. But my answer is drink coffee, because I, too, were I to not, I would fucking punch everyone in the fucking face. So it helps me, and it helps those around me. So there we so go. So coffee helps you stay balanced, in a way. There's a fine line between what <laughs> makes me balanced and what makes me unhinged, but it's the only thing I could latch on to right now. Too much coffee will make it worse, but you know what, Pete? I'm on a tightrope. At all times. <laughs> And at the moment, coffee keeps me balanced, yes. I'm drinking coffee as we speak, even though I won't be able to oh, sleep. you are? Tonight. Yeah, it's cold brew. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, this is going to be bad later. 
Now you have to drink wine to even it out. Yeah, I don't have any. It's just <laughs> vodka. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um I definitely agree with a lot of the things like Cassie was saying and yeah, we I think we could probably chalk it all up to capitalism. We're sort of in an environment where we're saying, you know, like the the whole point of capitalism is me first and the whole point is capitalism fuels America. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it kind of does come with the with the territory. But yeah, I think I think um the idea like w- what spoke to me was the idea of yeah like you can i don't know like let's just say you're standing in line and there's a bag of peanut m&ms and it says take care of yourself on it and i'm like yeah i'm gonna take care of myself and i'm gonna get those m&ms and i'm gonna eat them like it feels like like a lot of things right like it feels good in the moment but then later you know, like it doesn't really sustain you. So I thought it was interesting when they started talking about long-term things that could really uh, benefit you um, mm. and how my financial planner keeps telling me that I should like get a will and like, like take care of my finances and have goals and stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any of those things. <laughs> First of all, the fact that you have a financial planner is like you live in another universe. The same yeah. way when Cassie asked me what I cook, <laughs> My go-to. Uh, and second, I just want to note that peanut M&Ms might sustain you for a bit because they have protein. Yeah. Yeah. But will the joy? <laughs> no. No. Perhaps. So, joy is bleeding at all times. Even though we've had That's some ripe discussion, what I have, even though we've had some ripe discussion, I've yeah. made, well, I pulled three scenarios that might help you, or that... Basically, my idea was, I'm going to read you the scenario. You tell me if somebody's being selfish or they are self-caring. Okay. Now, the first one's going to be pretty obvious because we did mention the... Well, um, Tanya is a mother of three who eats before her children to ensure that she is calm, patient, and present when it comes time to feed her children. She sought out counseling due to feeling depressed and ashamed because her mommy friends tell her that she is selfish and a poor parent. Her family must always come first. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are they lacking in food or just the the order in which she eats? It's the order in which they eat, yeah. So her, her friends are saying you're a bad mom because you eat at a time frame before your children? Yeah, yeah. That, okay. First of all, if it's it. lunchtime, you feed your kids first and then you can eat because you should come second. It's self-care. Who cares? Why are you telling your friends who eats first? She's yeah. an idiot, but self-care. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, I don't, I find that kind of normal, right? Imagine if you're hangry and yeah. you also like, imagine if you have tremors and your blood sugar is all like, you gotta eat. But also yeah. she's an idiot. Don't tell your friends when yeah. you feed your kids versus yourself. But also yourself. like, who subscribes to these like fucking heteronormative nuclear family bullshit ideals anyway? Lots of people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Like the middle of America. <laughs> yeah, that is just an abyss. Anyway, I promise but, you, if I'm a child, I will always eat instead. Not instead. Then what? Before them. Mark my words. Now let's say. <laughs> certainly, Marissa. To your point, if it was like there's. I don't know, like four eggs, and each person can be fed with one egg. And she's like, "I'm gonna eat three eggs, and then and then break the last one up amongst my kids." Then that would be selfish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, did you make up that scenario? Because it was deeply ridiculous. I didn't. I made up the next two. Oh, the last one's confusing. Okay. Sometimes Robbie needs a break from the stress of his job, so often he will wake up measure how he feels, and then call out from work to extend his weekend. His calendar at work is pretty empty on those days. Plus, (laughs) plus he has a backup at the office, Marissa. (laughs) (laughs) Is Robbie being selfish or is he self-caring? If his calendar's open, isn't it self-care? If he's not really fucking anyone else over. <laughs> but what about the backup at the office named Marissa? Oh, well, you said his schedule's 
I mean, I'll fucking hate them. Fuck <laughs> them, regardless. Wait, but do I have to back them up? Like, are they going to have much for me to do? Hey, you know, like it's a Monday at the office. Who knows what could happen? Oh, it's a Monday? No. <laughs> That's selfish. I thought you meant like a Friday, shit's light. No, Monday, fuck him. <laughs> you or whoever's the yeah, protagonist. Yeah. No, um, I, it's selfish if Marissa needs to, specifically Marissa. Other people, debatable. <laughs> but me, specifically, it's selfish. This happens a lot at my job. And the thing that always sort of like makes me think about it is you wake up the day of, you measure how you feel, and then you decide you're going to take like a personal day. Like that's a thing that can happen from time to time. But that shouldn't necessarily be a thing that you do on a very regular basis. (laughs) Especially especially if you're like, I want to take an extra day to extend the weekend. You know that on Sunday. So why not put in the request like via email on Sunday or, or even Friday, you know, like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. No, no, no. I was taking it differently. I thought you were saying they have almost nothing to do and they just don't screw over anyone, but no, that's selfish. Yeah. Often Mondays. So (laughs) yeah. Joe and Alexis are cohabiting partners. Joe says she feels calm when she does the dishes. So Alexis never does her own. Alexis has a a Alexis has a high salary, job in a bank while joe works as a pre-k teacher with modest pay i'm sorry i this is this is like a word problem in math (laughs) yeah but you made this up yeah wait who does the dishes and who likes doing the dishes joe feels calm when she does the dishes so alexis never does hers he feels calm when she does them so out of spite she doesn't do them what Joe feels calm when she does the dishes. Oh, Joe's a woman? Well, yeah. I'm sorry. That was uh, presumptuous. I thought it was a man. Okay. Joe feels calm when she does the dishes. So So her partner, I'll say it that way. Her partner never does any dishes. So the partner, Alexis, is the financial... Yeah, has a high salary at the bank. Okay. And then the overworked, underappreciated pre-K teacher is the one who feels calm when she washes the dishes. Right. And so the other person is just a slob because they think that it will help her do self-care. Does he really, she, I'm sorry, does Joe really think it'll benefit Alexa to do the dishes? Or is that what they tell themselves? Yeah. Pete, you wrote this so you could, uh... (laughs) If Joe generally thinks like, oh man, she'll be so high strung and stressed. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that Joe, like washing the dishes is sort of like a repetitive task where she could sort of like mentally check out. And so she doesn't mind doing the dishes. But does she actually doesn't want mind? to? Yeah, does yeah. she want to do the dishes? Does she have a deep desire to? I don't know. Does she always feel like doing it? Or does some days... She doesn't want to fucking do them. So it sounds like you're saying that Alexis is being selfish. Yeah. Yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very considerate. That was kind of what I thought, but I threw in the financial stuff, too, because I was like, oh, maybe Joe making less money feels like she needs to overcompensate with chores Ooh, because she doesn't yeah. bring in money. But still, it's still like that's just kind of like that that extra thing that they throw into a math word problem just to distract yeah. you because fundamentally, you know. I had a much longer one where they had discussions, but <laughs> well, I mean, unless like unless the, there's a backstory and she like has a fucking boner for washing dishes and she's like wants it so bad and that's her fetish. But like, if let's say you Joe Joe doesn't mind fetish. doing the dishes, but Alexis loves doing the laundry, and it's like okay, so we'll just split these two chores. Yeah. And um, but I didn't I didn't go down that path. Okay. Sorry. I know. I think the dynamic between the earnings is like is an interesting thing to throw in there for sure. Yep. Because we all hate the rich person, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Pete has a financial planner. Yeah. Who are you? Are you wait? Are you Gen X or are you a millennial? No. I- 
trying to think if he is a financial planner. No, he's an elder millennial. Are you sure you're not a swing generation? <laughs> yeah, he is the greatest generation. Now, hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, okay, so he's a financial advisor. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't a wealth advisor. <laughs> oh, wow, look at you. Bougie bitch. You're just so responsible. So anyway, that's the end of my topic. Oh, okay. Nice. Cool. Do you have anything that you would like to say? I just hate every phrase. Every phrase with self. Hashtag (laughs) self-care. Yeah, I hate self-care. I hate self-love. I hate all those phrases. (laughs) That's all. Not necessarily the concept, but calling it something. There's a weird, like, there's a weird feeling that I get from time to time. And it's related to what Cassie was talking about, where it's like, it is a luxury that you have the time to even feel like I need to take care of myself right now. And mm-hmm. like, there's a part of me that goes, oh, like back when people were settling America or, you know, if you lived in one of these other countries where you're sort of like fighting to survive every day, like you're going out to hunt food, you're doing this, that and the other. And all of it is contributing to you just like making it through the day. And you don't have time to consider these things or like get a foot massage or whatever is that in some ways mentally better for you <laughs> because you're not bogged down with like all this other shit like like did early american settlers get depression or is depression a luxury that we have as a culture because we have time to feel sad about ourselves or whatever <laughs> i know that's not what depression is <laughs> yeah 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 i've wondered similar things for sure um I would, by the way, die in those days. Oh, for sure. A thousand yeah. percent. No, I'm sorry. Not for sure you would die. I mean, um, for sure I would also die. Um, I would live. Okay. I will say sometimes I do get... This is not exactly answering your question, but I was just thinking of the Los Campesinos lyrics that says depression is a young man's game and how now I sometimes actually get depressed. But when I was younger, I used to like lavish in my depression and just like find it so poetic and I used to just just become depressed for the joy of it yeah yeah Marissa was the definition of teen angst I will attest to that (laughs) so yeah definitely some privilege there um yeah uh yeah that was I digress yeah I don't know I do think about that too but like you said we would both be dead so we don't even. But I would be alive. But Cassie would be alive. She'd be cooking for people. I'd be doing everything. Yeah. Fucking doing everything. I'd be more than cooking. Me and Pete would just be in the ground. No. <laughs> it's just horrible. Uh, we, we would actually be coming up to Cassie's homestead where she lives alone, takes care of the land on her own, and just walks around with a shotgun over her shoulder all day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, she would, and she would murder us because we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I would befriend you. I, I would share my wallet. We have no talents. Please help us. <laughs> my talent would be being poetically depressed. <laughs> that would be my talent. Um, you know, we could use a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, Marissa the Courtchester. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. I wish I was my job now. Um, not a comedian. Just being a court jester. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Plugs. What do y'all want to plug? I'm actually very excited for this moment. I <laughs> want to plug <laughs> because I have no one to talk to you about this. Okay. I really want to plug a show called Why the Last Man, oh. which is on Hulu, and it was an effect show. And um, it didn't get renewed for a second season, oh. and I have rarely been so devastated by something like that, as I have with the show. Um, it's based on a comic book. To read the comic. Uh, no. But, um, <laughs> okay. Maybe. Maybe I will. Um, but it was like, at first I was like, oh man, I don't know about this acting. But then I came to fucking love the acting. And then just like, the story was so fucking great. And I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So was the I want answers. bad and you were like, I'm going to lean into this? Or you became desensitized? I don't understand. It could be a combination of me like growing to like the characters more, but then also just the story was so great. Yeah. The story was just so good. Yeah. And like 
by the end of it, you're just kind of like, okay, like I'm attached to these characters now. And, um, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Hmm. Okay. Capitalism. Yeah. It, well, but like the creator <laughs> had to like come out on Twitter and just be like, so I tried everything I could and like Aww. FX won't renew the show and no other, we can't move it off of FX. And I, it seemed really popular. But yeah. anyway, I, I, I really want to recommend watching it. I think it's really good. Sell me on it. I watched like 20 minutes and I was like, I'm out. Okay. Okay. Once you get deeper in, it just like, I love a show like that. Okay, you gotta go deep. By episode go nine, you're gonna love deep. it. No, yes. <laughs> so got you gotta keep watching it. It gets really good, Pete. Now, related to that, I liked the New Zealand comedy that's also on Hulu called Creamery, um, which also <laughs> had the idea that. Uh, in the not too distant future, a viral plague has swept the earth. In a matter of weeks, it decimated 99% of men. The 1% were sent to the facility in New Zealand, but didn't survive, or did they? Okay. Dun, dun, dun. What is the creamery? It's what you think. Wait. Ew. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what do you think you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, was that a question for me? Yes. <laughs> what do you think we think? Well, they're they're basically milking men. <laughs> oh damn, that's disgusting. No, I didn't. Men no. have men have become a a commodity to be, you know, um, and you like, know? and then they and then since there's so many women and so few men slash samples, it becomes a situation where um, it becomes a privilege to be someone considered to be, uh, I guess, impregnated. Um, and then raise a child, you know, like you are one of the special people if you can have a child, that sort of thing. Oh, it's kind of handmade, Kaylee. Okay. But it's 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 from New Zealand. It's a comedy, and it moves by so it's quick. A comedy. It's a what now? Comedy. Was... Repeated. It's a comedy with a question mark at the end. Oh yeah, it's a comedy. Oh. Wow. Okay, I didn't expect that. That was a real curveball. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a comedy, and it's I think like half hour episodes, and I can't remember how many there are, but it moves. Oh yeah, there's six episodes, so it moves by really quick, um, and it ends on a big cliffhanger. But also, I believe this one is coming back because it's not made in America, and so you know mm. other countries will invest in interesting uh, <laughs> storytelling before America will. Mm. Okay, I might watch it. I might watch it. I love a good post-apocalyptic sci-fi anything. So I'll give it a shot. I've I've kind of exhausted all of my sci-fi fantasy period piece. Everything I like, pretty much. So, but I haven't heard of that. This is where the two other hosts uh, bond because I'm not a big sci-fi fan, and uh, <laughs> I just like trash duty TV. Hey Marissa, are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch that movie Fresh? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> What? I don't even understand what's happening. I'm going to have to at least, like, look at what it is. Because I don't understand from the trailer. I, I'm i sorry. I like Trash Duty TV and Victorian. I'm just going to plug um those little, not Lunchables. I feel like I'm it's Lunchables adjacent. I think it's Sargento. Or a lot of people make them. There are these little snack packs where it's, like, 200 calories of, like, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm right there with you. Yeah, I have a little bit of, like, craisins or raisins. I just wish they were cheaper. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it just, you're hungry, and it it keeps (laughs) you satiated. And I like them a lot. That's what I'm plugging. I wanted to (laughs) (laughs) You plugged already! I wanted to plug our Patreon. What? Oh. Because I posted our March playlist, um, which is a personal playlist that I have that I wanted to share with you all, the listeners. Remember, our Patreon playlists, as long as I remember, are always public. So you guys can go to patreon.com slash y'all heard. You won't get all the fun content, but you will get our playlists. Also, I watched a bunch of effed up up movies this week. Ooh. Not the least of which was fresh. Um, and 
the scary of 61st and the Pizzagate Massacre. Um, and for some reason, I decided to watch the collection again, which I was like, I thought this movie was much better. Um, for those of you who understand that, thumbs up. But uh, I watched a movie called Lady of the Manor on Amazon Prime. And I suggest that you check it out if possible, because it's light and fun. And it has Melanie Linsky, Judy Greer, Justin Long, and Ryan Filippi. And if you're listening to all those names and you're saying, what? They all sound like B-level people. You're absolutely correct. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun movie. And um, the reason that I bring it up is because uh, it's about a lady of a manor. And that made me think of Marissa. I wasn't sure if this was funny or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This has a one... This is a really bad Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's dumb as hell. Like, yeah, the it movie good. itself is very flimsy and silly. But I thought Melanie Linsky did a great job as the lead. And um, and Ryan Filippi is just, like, he plays a douchebag, and it's, he's great at it. <laughs> <laughs> is it Filippi or Philippe? Yeah, Phillips. Or is it Philippe? Philippe or Felipe? Oh, I always said Felipe, but I don't know. Um, guys, if you want to tell us how to pronounce Ryan Felipe or commodify, uh, call us at 570-POD-WOD-WOD. Or drawers. Ooh, yeah. Wait, you're from Wait, how do you say it, Marissa? What, the D-R-A-W-E-R? She says it D-R-O-Z. Okay, I grew up calling them... Draws as well. I never, but that's also yeah. because my whole mom's side of the family have thick New York accents, so I'd just be like, "Oh, can you go get whatever is in the draw?" Yeah, I would never say. But see, drawer. that's D R A W Z. Yeah, the draw. This is D R O Z. Do I? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm going to be overthinking it. Oh, I do want to let everyone know that when I was over my house recently, my mother said. Oh, I need a throat lozenger. I just want to remind everyone that my mother says lozenger, which I don't think is a word. Nope, but it's out there because my yeah. mom does too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's some regional thing to say that. Yeah. Uh, when I did a, I had to do a, a dialectical study for the history of the English language class in college. Have a good one, everybody. It was a yeah. great show. <laughs> I will kill you. Uh, Pete, where do they email us? Shout at yallheard.me. Marissa, where do they call us? I said it already. 570-POD-WOD-1. I'm just testing you. Okay. And Pete, where do they slide into my DMs non-sexually? At Riss Vandal on Instagram. Yeah. Marissa, where do they they text us? At 570-POD-WOD-1. You got it. By the way... By the way, Motor World is still trying to get me to buy a car. I got the car one year ago this month, and the I filled out the little form on the website, and I gave them our podcast's phone number. Every single time they call, they hear the outgoing message that says, thank you for calling, y'all heard. And the guy still leaves a message, Alden, if you work at Motor World, stop calling us. That is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you would like to guest on our podcast and we like you or at least know you to a degree, maybe no, we don't even know you. I don't know. Just tell yeah. us. Okay. Bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.